Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, our scripture reading on this Resurrection Sunday morning is from Luke chapter 24. So if you have your Bibles with you, I hope you do open up at Luke 24. And we're going to read, just before we read that portion of Scripture, just one thought for you. If you look at verse 34 in Luke, 1 to, uh, 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 20, Luke rather 24, you find it says there in verse uh, 34, The Lord is risen indeed. So uh, let me hear you. Are you ready? Now you remember you got it, and most of you know it already anyway. He is risen, and your response is, He is risen indeed. Now let's let him hear it. He is risen! Can't hear you. Let's try it again. He is risen. Praise the Lord. Let's read the scriptures this morning. And if your Bible is like mine, you'll find right there at the beginning of Luke uh, 24, it says, He is risen. So let's read the scriptures together on this special morning. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words, and they returned from the tomb, and they told all these things to the eleven and to the rest. And it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to be like idle tales. And they did not believe them. Uh, but Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves. And he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Now behold, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, uh, which was seven miles from Jerusalem, and they talked together of all these things which had happened. And so it was, while they conversed and reasoned that Jesus, himse Jesus himself drew near and went with them, but their eyes were restrained so that they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this that you have with one another as you walk and are sad? And then one, whose name was Cleophas, answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem, and have you not known these things which have happened there in these last days? And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. Uh, but we were hoping 
that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day since these things happened, and yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early and astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And then he said to them, O oh, foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. And then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is towards evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. And now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, and he took the bread, and he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And they said to one another, Did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? So they rose up and that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven, and those who were with them gathered together, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And they told about the things that had happened on the road and how he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and he said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit, and he said to them, Why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands, my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. When he had finished this, he showed them his hands and his feet, but while they still did not believe for joy and marveled, he said to them, Have you any food here? So they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it and he ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all these things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. And then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer, to rise from the dead the third day. One more time, are you ready? He is risen. He is risen Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. You may be seated if you like. There in that 24th chapter that John read to us a few moments ago, 
We have, as we saw the appearance of Jesus to, first of all, these two men that were journeying to Emmaus. I love this chapter. I love these stories. To me, there's just the ring of truth to everything that you read here. The, um, you know, the, the, the disbelief that's recorded that they just couldn't believe that this could have really happened. The, the whole thing just really uh, speaks of authenticity. It's the true record of real events that transpired on that first Easter morning. But think with me for a moment just about these men. They're walking along, they're dejected. All they had put their hope that Jesus, that he was the Messiah. He was mighty in deed and in word. But the Romans had taken him and they had put him to death. And their hopes were dashed. And suddenly as they're walking along and they're depressed, a stranger comes up alongside of them and asks them the question, what are you talking about? Why why are you so sad as you're walking down the road today? And they're astounded. What, are you a stranger here? Don't you know what's happened over these days? And then they went on to tell this stranger about this great prophet that they had hoped was the Messiah. But now they were sad because he had been put to death and laid in a tomb. But then they said, and certain women from our group, they went to the tomb early and they found that the tomb was empty, but they were perplexed. They didn't know what any of it meant. And I love what Jesus says to them. Oh, foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had written. All that the prophets had written. For ought not the Christ to have suffered and to enter into these things? And then we read here, and beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Can you imagine what that would have been like? You're walking along and you're dejected, and this stranger comes, and he begins to speak, and he takes them on a journey from Moses and through all the prophets, pointing out to them how the Christ had to suffer these things before he could enter into his glory. But still at this point, they don't realize who this stranger is. And then as they're carrying on in the journey and as they're 
they're making their way to the place that they were headed toward. We read there that, that Jesus, he's the stranger that has come alongside. We read there that he acted as though he would have gone further. And they said, oh, no, no, come with us. Come with us and dine with us. Don't, don't go. Stay with us a little while longer. And so he goes with them. And there is they're seated around the table. He takes bread and he breaks it. And suddenly, it says, their eyes were opened. Suddenly, they realized there must have been something in the way he broke that bread and gave thanks. Something that, that triggered in them a sense that, that this, this is Jesus. But then he vanishes. And what do they say to one another? Did not our hearts burn within us as he opened to us the scriptures? And so in their excitement, they left there and went back to Jerusalem. And there the disciples were gathered together in that room. And they came in and they were telling about the incident. And there, the, the word had spread that Peter had seen the Lord. And verse 36 says, Now as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said to them, Peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a spirit. The authenticity there. They were terrified. Jesus says, peace to you. There he is. He's standing in their midst, and they can't believe it that, it, that it really could be true, that it really could be Jesus. But then he assures them, and he said, why are you troubled, and why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. And so there he is, revealing himself to them, allowing them to examine his body. And then, amazingly, he says to them, do you have any food here? You see, a spirit wouldn't ask for anything to eat. Jesus, in this simple question, do you have any food, he's actually affirming the fact that he is not a spirit that he does indeed have flesh and bones. And then he goes on and he says to them in the 44th verse, these are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scripture. Then he said to them, thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. So Jesus, he appears to them. He had told them in advance. Not only had the prophets declared that the Messiah would suffer and die and rise again, but Jesus had told them himself on many occasions that he would 
suffer and die and rise again. And now here he is, the risen Christ, revealing himself to these men and to certain women also, we know from the other gospel accounts. But there was one person on that first day that was not there at that meeting. There was one person, and his name was Thomas. And perhaps you remember the story. Thomas wasn't there, but everybody had communicated to him that the Lord had appeared to them, that he was indeed alive, that he had risen from the dead, but Thomas wasn't buying it. Thomas said, no, I'm not going to believe a word of this. I won't believe it unless I see him with my own eyes. I won't believe it unless I, I put my fingers in the wound in his hands, unless, unless I take my hand and put it in the wound on his side. I'm not going to believe it. And so one week later, as they were all gathered again, and Thomas was there with them this time, suddenly in the midst of them, Jesus appeared. And the first thing he said was, Thomas, come here. Thomas, here are my hands, touch them. Here's my side, put your, put your hand in the wound if you need to. Thomas, be no longer unbelieving, but believe. And there Thomas fell down before Jesus, and he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said this, Thomas, you have believed because you have seen, but blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. That's who we are today. We're blessed. We haven't seen him, but we've believed. But we have seen him, haven't we? We've seen him with the eyes of the Spirit. We've felt his touch upon our lives. You know, there's debates amongst people about the validity of the account of the resurrection of Christ. Well, how do we know it really happened? And, you know, we could talk all day about the the historical evidence and the eyewitness accounts and the proofs and all of those things, and there are plenty of them, but at the end of the day, you know, our greatest testimony is simply this. We know Jesus is alive because we've met him. He's met us, and we, like Thomas on that day, we have cried out, my Lord and my God. That's who he is. That's how it was that he conquered the grave because death could not hold him. It wasn't possible that the prince of life could be held by death. And so on that day, he rose again and we today have hope. We today have confidence that there is meaning in life, that Death is not the end, but there is a glorious kingdom that he has been preparing for us. And so, with those early disciples, with those 
original followers of Jesus, we shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. He is alive. And as he promised, because he lives, we shall live also. Isn't that great news? That is great, great news. That Christ has conquered death, man's greatest foe. And we have that assurance today that to be absent from the body, which all of us will be someday, is to be present with the Lord in his wonderful kingdom. That those that we know and love who have gone before us haven't gone off into oblivion, but they've gone off into the very presence of the risen Savior who will come again to receive us to himself, that where he is, we may be also. I'm going to ask John Henry to come and close us now in prayer this morning. Just before we close out this special time here in the amphitheater this morning in prayer, two scriptures were coming into my mind just sitting over there. And one was, we are begotten again unto a living hope through the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead. The power of sin and death is broken, and uh, we are free. We are made alive. As he rose from the dead and broke the power of sin and death, we rise also. So exciting. And one other scripture that popped into my head, like, uh, and as we pray, maybe we have that scripture uh, there undergirding us, and that is that um, Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness above all his fellows. You know what that means? Jesus was the most glad person. Jesus was just wrapped in glad. Jesus was gl glad wrapped. <laughs> I had so much gladness and joy. I'm so happy to see those smiles. And I want to tell you something a minute ago. We, we went through and we said, he, he is risen, is risen indeed. Well, I want you to show it now. I want you to smile. Could everybody right in this congregation give me a big smile? Ah, oh, praise the Lord, because we should be the happiest people on earth. Amen. We serve a risen Lord who broke the power of sin and death, and we're going to heaven when we die. Glory to God. As Pastor Brian said, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. And Lord, just as we close out this time, we are mindful that, uh, Lord, you were anointed with the oil of gladness and joy, and this morning we want that joy. So would you do that, Lord, as we've heard your word proclaimed through Pastor Brian, as we've been singing the songs, as we've been uh, given the response, as we've been smiling, that, Lord, that joy now that we are experiencing here in the amphitheater this morning will just overflow. Overflow. Lord, even without speaking, people will see it in our lives because we are the happiest people on earth and because you died for us in our place and paid the price and we are set free. So we love you, Lord. We rejoice this morning and we, oh, Lord, we thank you so much for doing all that for us and we praise you now. We give you the glory. We ask you, Lord, that we have a wonderful Resurrection Sunday for the rest of this day, sharing you and telling others about you and letting uh, your light shine um, in and through us to everyone we come in contact with today and every day. Won't you let it be so, Father? In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's family said...